Surprise, I'm alive, and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast. Joining me this evening, Mac. Good evening, everybody. Terry. Were you not alive? Oh, I don't know. It, it could have happened. Ian. Yeah, that was my question as well. When did we suspect you not being alive? Hey, listen, after the, the way that this past week has gone, I'm lucky to be alive. I could you be dead. You don't keep us updated on events, whether you're alive know. or not. You wait until the podcast. You need to form us daily whether or not you're alive. I think that works better. Okay, I'll, I'll remember to do that. <laughs> and if you don't inform us that you're alive, we'll assume otherwise. Okay. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and the dumbass himself. Go, go, Grandpa. <laughs> oh, how is everybody doing? Good. Pretty good. Buying car parts off eBay. I, I don't know if you guys have ever done an office move, but it, it's not fun. I've done a house move, and it's not fun either. Whoa. Is that on my end? I don't know. It's not on my end. All right. Well, we'll see. Maybe we'll see if it comes back. (laughs) I think office moves are harder for the IT department. Well, I had to move all my servers to Houston and all my users to blocks, and uh, and both sucked. Okay. Now, see, that, that brings up an interesting question. You had to move all your users to blocks. They couldn't walk? Well, we created them up, and, you know. <laughs> I, I think this is a good time for you to get to work on an office fitness plan. <laughs> <laughs> Treadmill desks. Tread, yes. I think that would be great. We'll see if that's in the budget after they, you know, fire another 10,000 people. Tis the season, though, right? Right, exactly. Well, it's the I, end of the fiscal year, everybody's... Rejiggering for next year. Yeah. Well, plus with the price, the price of the barrel of oil being so low, I mean, they're, they are, uh, they're deciding where they can cut corners. No Christmas party this year. Oh, bummer. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's, it's fun. We need the, we need the price of barrel of oil to go up. We need all you saps to pay more for gas is what we need. <laughs> they're paying more in California. I know that. What are they paying in California? Uh, two something. Whoa, whoa, two something. That's still pretty cheap, yeah. We're under, we're, I, I paid like a dollar eighty-five the other day. Dollar seventy-seven is what I'm seeing those places. Really? Right. I was gonna, yeah. I think I, I paid a dollar sixty-nine today. I, I filled up for a dollar, a dollar seventy-nine early, uh, Saturday. It's just not a good, uh, good time to work in the energy industry. <laughs> yeah, so that's, so that's been fun. I'm pretty sure that my company just did layoffs. I, I started to hear rumors, but uh, so we'll see. And and I heard that the rumors are it's support staff, but luckily I don't think that uh, that I'm on the chopping block, at least not for you know, another couple of layoffs. <laughs> IT is pretty mission critical. Yeah, but they're they they have they have trimmed IT as well. They have trimmed across the board, literally. And so now all the IT staff is pretty pretty stretched. In fact, I was talking to one group. They said before this happened that they were talking about hiring a person because they they needed um, people so badly. And then, but instead they they cut people. <laughs> but you know, either way, I guess I guess that that works, right? <laughs> yeah. So and everybody everybody who's left is just so glad they have their jobs that they just work all the extra hours. That's, that's exactly <laughs> it, right? In better times, people would be going, "Hey, it's time for me to get a raise and a promotion." And right. now they're like, "Can I just stay right here? Just don't fire me." <laughs> all right. So, anyway, yeah. At least, Brian. At least you've been masturbating correctly your entire life. <laughs> I believe that I have. I do it pro. Speaking. Speaking of rejiggering. Yes, it's time for the <laughs> masturbation moment, isn't it? What do we got here tonight?
The Amateur Skeptics present Ian's Masturbation Moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Dumbass Media Empire, bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves. So this is well, this is the Ian and Terry's masturbation moment presented by the dumbass is hosting today. right, but is presented by the Dumbass Media Network, hosted by Dumbass himself. Yes, yeah, so I put this one in. I noticed like it was being like half an hour to showtime. Ian hadn't put anything in, neither had Terry. So nope. I looked up something. <laughs> 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 you don't have to let them see behind the curtain. Yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> Man finds out he's been masturbating wrong his entire life in the worst yeah. way possible. How does that happen? Well, it's not um, entirely uh, a question about him doing it wrong. It's more of a, a, a thing about the fact that if he had been doing it the other ways, he could have avoided some problems. Um, like what he'd, kind he'd, of he'd, problems? He'd, be, he'd basically been doing the old pinch and tug rather that, or pinch and rub rather than the old pull and tug. <laughs> So. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. Pinch and rub as opposed to pull and tug. Now, yes. what, well, apparently what, this is possible. Uh, if you read the article, it sounds like it's only possible if you're uncircumcised. Ah. Um, so I think uncircumcised guys have never had that issue. Well, Which might be, yeah, well, this, is, this article goes to um, positive effects of being circumcised. Yeah. You know, well, I, I'm actually – I'm, I'm going to shut up for a minute. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, the other thing, uh, it's, a... it's basically a, an article about this uh, thing a guy posted on Reddit, and uh, I learned something new. Apparently, this is uh, not an unknown problem among uncircumcised men. Uh, the thing about it is people should have learned in their health class, uh, and their parents should have probably taught them, uh, that when you're uncircumcised especially, it is very important to pull back your foreskin and wash there for good hygiene. And apparently there is there are people out there who have never learned this, uh, who have never, in fact, pulled back their foreskin. In those cases, it can, if they, when they finally do try to pull them, pull them back and like even have sex for the first time, it can get painful. Yeah, didn't he say it took like three days for the pain to die down? Something like that, yeah. And... <laughs> Not longer than that. Well, it took him a while before he desensitized, yeah, didn't it? Yeah, apparently. That is um, something. So, yeah, it, so three weeks. Like basically, uh, he'd never masturbated by the common male masturbation way by gripping the penis and rubbing up and down. That would have uh, helped uh, to loosen the foreskin and pull it back every once in a while. But also, apparently, he'd never even washed under there or anything, and never—I guess—he was never told that it was important to do that. I, that it's so surprising. I mean, because when you are well, he does talk about um sheltered home. Ah. So most the parents never actually talked about sex with him, and never talked about you know stuff like that. So he probably never felt comfortable with any of that concept. So he never got the if your snake is wearing a sweater talk. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I don't I as we discussed before my son is circumcised so we didn't deal with this but I have a lot of friends whose sons are uncircumcised and I think in very young boys the foreskin doesn't fully retract right until they're like puberty ish I might be I think something like that 
You would think that that would be part of your annual exam, though, right? That the doctor would doctor, make sure. Yeah, you, I agree there. That, but you, know, you don't, never some of the societies, you know, if if he's being sheltered, the doctor may not have felt comfortable talking about it and such. You know, or maybe know. he was. If maybe they were anti-Western medicine and he hadn't actually mm-hmm. seen a real doctor. There's not much details on. He just talks about being sheltered. Although he uses the is that a thing that I mean, like I'm circumcised, but is is that a thing that uh, doctors do with uncircumcised boys when they inspect them, pull back their foreskin? Uh, That's what I'm wondering if it is. I would seem to me that at the age at which that should be occurring, that they might be checking it because there can be problems with it not retracting. Well, who says that he got regular proper checkups? Yeah, that's that's what I was saying. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to chime in at this point. Okay, I've I've held my silence. First of all, anti-Western medicine, Terry, Western medicine is basically the dentist takes a slug of whiskey, gives you a slug of whiskey, pours a slug of whiskey, and then digs the bullet out. That's Western medicine. That's the way it's been in every Western I've ever seen. (laughs) Um, Secondly, and more seriously, I'm very skeptical of this Reddit post. It's either exaggerated or... I, I... think it is either exaggerated or fictional. Wait, this is. I, I was, I was a little, Reddit? I was wondering a little bit about it myself too. Although, I mean, scrolling through all of the comments uh, of it, there are a lot of people who piped up to say, "Yeah, this happened to me." Kind of thing happened to me too. Oh, well, fifteen minutes of fame. But I, I'm, I'm thinking, if he's never retracted the foreskin on this, then it probably was not. It probably was not the touch of the girl that caused the intense pain. It was probably the fact that he was incredibly infected. Well, was it I, stickage? I mean, I'm wondering if the, the forfeit, if it was unsticking the foreskin that that caused the problem. Ooh, possibly, it is. It is possible, but I'm 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 just I'm skeptical, and I I don't necessarily have any scientific basis for my skepticism. I as I've as I've said on this on this podcast, I am I am circumcised. So I don't have a dog in this particular fight, but I am skeptical. Is your dog circumcised? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we're going to some real world places. <laughs> and if you're going to ask me about Kathy or Tango, I honestly don't know. I'm not sure if that even applies to parrots. Yeah, a cloaca. I, I think I think uh, it's plausible that this kind of thing might happen in a minority of cases in uncircumcised men, especially when you consider a lot of our sexual mores. We don't even want to talk about genitals in a lot of cases. The right. parents don't don't want want to be hands off with anything to do with their kids' genitals. That's not the case in my house. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're hands on with your kids' genitals. Okay, let's let's uh, let's rephrase that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, let's not get rapey here. A dark place you have gone to, dumbass. Very dark. No, we we talk about genitals. We talk about touching our own genitals, damn it. Uh, when a young boy pulls out his foreskin, he usually pulls it outward. This is normal and natural and no cause for concern. It won't hurt him. He won't hurt himself. Once the foreskin is ready to be retracted, your son will most probably discover this for himself. He should be the first person to retract his foreskin. Hmm. Telling your son about retracting his foreskin beforehand will help him from becoming alarmed the first time it happens. Wait, are you talking about giving them proper information and proper sex education? Yeah, there's a whole section about how to wash. Okay, 
yeah, but why why would we do that? We we want to teach them, you know, to to that that is a dirty that, place and we don't touch it. And we want sex to be painful for them, so they know it's only for procreation, not for <laughs> recreation. <laughs> oh, this is fast. This site I just found on Kids Health about foreskin care is fascinating. Oh well, let, let's make sure we get that into the documents. What else do we need to know about foreskin health? Ah, uh, let's see. <laughs> huh. Uh, I saw some things when I was Googling this about foreskin getting stuck behind the glands when the penis is erect. Oh. That's apparently not a good. Right. This, you know, that kind of stuff makes a good, good radio sitting there. Uh-huh. Ooh, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> this is really oh, yeah, that, this is really interesting. That, that's fascinating. Oh, this Just is excited. great. Yeah, I'm wow. using Google right now. <laughs> so with all this talk about foreskins and, and penises and glands and so forth, maybe we should discuss cups. Cups? <laughs> well, it sounds like we should discuss cups. Like athletic cups, right? Oh, I was thinking of a red solo cup, but you oh, know, but your idea sounds good too. Absolutely. St- oh, we're talking about the red cups. Or why are we talking about the red cups? Tell me about that. I mean, come on. Damn you, Starbucks. Put put something else on, you know, put the Christ back in Christmas, Starbucks. <laughs> put the Christ back in Xmas. Well, looking at the... um, I, I, I cannot believe that so many people freaked out, including Donald Trump. Well, okay, I guess I can believe Donald Trump. <laughs> but, Look at the poll on this article. 62% say they okay, don't care. The, the guy who started this is the same asshole who was upset about the boy buying a, a doll yeah. that was, suppo- you know, I guess marketed to girls, let's say. This is the same. What is the what is Have the you schmuck watched his video? What is what is? Yeah, I watched video? his video. Okay, so this is a, um we we going over this guy. This is um Furstein or however you pronounce his name. Yeah. In his video, he he's talking about the cup and talking about how at um Starbucks they can't say Merry Christmas anymore. They have to say Happy Holidays. So what I did was I told my name was Merry Christmas. So ha, I got them because when they um called for my cup, they had to say Merry Christmas. To <laughs> why me. why do ha, people care? I got them. Why do people care so much about what private businesses are doing? They can, well, he's they, a jackass I mean, that wants attention and wants all his followers to here's the um, thing. believe the cup, he doesn't Christmas and all that crap. The cup is is red. So he's he's proud of manipulating a barista? Yeah, and yes. he's, he's proud of making a big deal over nothing. But you we've seen this before with so him. Let, let, let's, let's back up a second just in but, case any listeners haven't heard about this. If they've been under uh, a rock. Yeah. Basically, what's going on is that uh, there's some controversy blown up, uh, started by this one guy, as you all know. He he's complaining about uh, the Starbucks holiday cups because they're uh, they're pretty plain cups. They're just red, basically red with the uh, with a green uh, with a green Starbucks logo. On. They're red yeah. and green. <laughs> yeah, and if you can name me any other any other holiday this time of year whose iconic colors are red and green just let me know about that <laughs> i don't think uh, hanukkah has anything to do with red or green nope so yeah basically the 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 changing the cups to red uh basically is an acknowledgement of christmas there's nothing else that it's you know all the, all they did they didn't have a snowflake or something like that on it i mean yeah. it yeah. doesn't have anything to do with christmas <laughs> the, the yeah before they, they they've had Santa. yeah Exactly. And in spite of the fact, you know, 
Starbucks is, you know, they've got their Christmas blend coffee out this time of year. They've got uh, advent calendars, Christmas-themed gift cards, Christmas music CDs, Christmas cookies, ornaments, you know. But <laughs> they're, they're not acknowledging Christmas at all because cups are very minimalistic. Okay, so there's a, there's a poll on the bottom here. It says, what do you think of the Starbucks 2015 red cup? And so it's like, so the, the first one is, I like them, 25%. There's an, I don't like them, 11%. Not sure, 1%. I don't care, 62%. And <laughs> that, then, that's the general want, population. Right. And, mean, then, and then there's other 2%. Yeah. You know what I get at Starbucks? I get a freaking chai frappuccino or a green tea frappuccino. You know what color cup that comes in? It's clear. Who cares? Comes in a clear cup. Clear cup. It comes in a clear cup so you can see the massive amount of whipped cream on the top. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> but basically, this is a non-issue that a handful of Christians decided they wanted to run it's with. It's not even a handful of Christians. It's one asshole. And we won't say his name anymore. Well, there's a few others that have followed suit. That's fine. But for the most part, no, no one cares. Even the Christians. E- even a lot of the far right are like, why the hell is this even a thing? Whenever we talk about this, laughing about it. Whenever we talk about this guy, we should never say his name anymore. We should always say Chucklehead. (laughs) I I think you. I think the. uh, I think the correct pronunciation of his. I think the correct pronunciation of his name is Forstein. Forstein. Or Forskin. 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 Yes. He's the same. He's the same knucklehead who uh, was. Advocate, agitating for the um, making abortion providers fear for their lives. Oh yes, he's yeah. yeah the he's, video that okay, got taken so down. Why is he not in jail for? Well, uh, he did not for, take it down for inciting acts of domestic terrorism. Right, that is yeah. domestic terrorism, right? But yeah, yeah. No, he's, so there's free speech, and then there's fire in a crowded theater, or whatever. Yeah, inciting. That one's mm-hmm. funny though because he took it down. But because because nothing it's, can be taken down on the internet, it still lives. It's the yep. fucking internet. I don't know what the yeah. God. Yeah. All right. So. But yeah, that it basically when it, the whole thing about Christians complaining about the war on Christmas is all just this ridiculous. There is it no really war is. on Christmas. No. Here's the thing: is that most of us here are atheists, and most of us celebrate Christmas in, in some fashion. Oh. It. Uh, I've been maintaining for years that Christmas is not a Christian holiday. Uh, Not anymore. It has nothing to do with the baby Jesus. It is a pagan festival. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if somebody says Merry Christmas to me, I say Merry Christmas back. If somebody says Happy Holidays, I say Happy Holidays back. If somebody says Happy Hanukkah, I say Happy Hanukkah back. It's not that hard. I've been told, you know, bless you and stuff by people. And, you know, not just a season, you know, bless you and stuff like that. I say thank you. You know, it's. I don't take it as an insult because I know it's their faith, and that's just the way they express themselves. Even it doesn't still, bother me. Even still, bless you. So, I mean, yeah. did, does anybody really connect that to any sort of religion anymore? It's just an acknowledgement, you know, that somebody sneezed. Right. I mean, that's all that it is. Yeah. Someone told me the other day that she prayed for all of the students at my son's school, and I, in my head, I was like, <laughs> whatever. But what I said to her yeah. was, "Oh, that's very kind of you." Right. Like, sure. Why not? Oh, right. <laughs> We she don't. We like don't have to be. A, nice. We we don't have to be militant every time somebody says something that that we might. As long as they're not trying to put a baby Jesus statue in in front of the school, right? Uh, right. It doesn't matter. Right. So we should be arguing less about for about uh, Starbucks cups and more about healthy foods. Yeah. What, so <laughs> is there any I'm such the thing as healthy guy food? Tonight. Oh yeah. 
Okay. <clears throat> so basically, um, I put in a couple articles here going over this recent study that is one of those no shit studies. Um, healthy foods differ by individuals. Basically, what the study did is it took, um, it tracked the blood sugar levels of 800 people over a week. And these are people raging in age from 8 to 70, I think is what it was. But a huge, you know, a good variety of people, a, a real good body to um, work from to see what how the people interact, you know, with their foods and get some real good statistics. And basically what it came down to is one of these no shit things of everyone's different. A diet that works for one person is not going to work for someone else. Right. Um, one of the things talked about this one woman who's been working on um, her dietary needs, apparently um, she better not eat tomatoes if she wants to lose weight. Tomatoes did not work for her. That's one thing they found out. Yet tomatoes are normally something you don't think of that way. But for her, you know, she was having a problem losing weight, and it was because, guess what? Certain things that are supposed to be healthy for other people to help them lose weight is going to have the worst effect on you. How many people were in this study? 800. So, and is it all self-reported? Um, well, they ha um, yeah. Well, they had to write down their, um, their meals and what they were eating. They, 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 uh, they that was self-reported. The blood sugar levels were tested. They, they did well, take so, measurements and confirm those measurements with the stuff that they'd been eating. So, so yeah. it looks like they had well, a couple the, of components they, if here. If they self-reported their meals, they could have easily lied about what they ate, too. But... That's let's the problem. With, that, yeah, that's always let's a problem. That the, that the people were reporting this accurately, it is a no shit conclusion. Yeah. I mean, what the way that I metabolize certain things and the way that Sam metabolizes certain things is very, very different. She okay. she can she can get a a huge blood sugar boost off of something incredibly small, and I don't get affected the same way. Right. Yeah. And that's uh, I mean, yeah. and and we've we've known about these things and about. Um, uh, how bacteria can have an effect, uh, like gut bacteria can have an effect on your metabolism. I mean, there have been studies that have been showing that for years. Yes. Yeah. So is it is it the person or is it their gut bacteria that makes the big difference here? I well, think there are probably he, a lot of factors. Yeah. Yeah. The, that, that's one thing they go into. Age, body mass, um, those are definite impacts, but there's a whole lot more to it. You know, the individual, your, your body is individual. And what it needs, what it, 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 how it best functions is not going to be the same for everyone. And so a lot of, you know, the article goes in talking about how a lot of the ideas on how we perceive dieting doesn't work. You want to lose weight, you want to do the certain things. There are certain things that seem to work most, for most people, but if it's not working for you, you can go into, do, you know, different ways and find out what does. But this also, to me, talks, you know, you have all these, um, fad diets and crap that are just waste of time. And it's like, just because everyone else is doing it, Make sure what you're doing works for you. Yeah, and and like, for instance, like for instance, if I can, if I eat salads, uh, if I try to subsist on salads, I tend to find myself craving raw flesh. <laughs> you know, if I eat, everybody eats oatmeal for breakfast, and they talk about how hearty it is. If I eat any oatmeal at all, I'm starving to death. It's like I ate Chinese food. I'm yep. hungry in 45 minutes. So you're you're digesting that grain really fast. Or, I don't know. I just, I just don't I, the, eat the, the whole thing about Chinese food is that basically your body fills up on the grains and it breaks down the grain very yeah, fast. Yeah, the rice. Yeah. The, mm. It's the rice, yeah. Sure. So if and, you, you know, just we, don't eat the rice and just eat the main dish, you're okay. We, we've known for I years from, from studies I, I, of, 
we've, we've known for years from studies of people who live to really old ages that um, it's that they don't have any kind of lifestyle that has let them live to really old ages. It's basically about genetics and the luck of the draw. And yet we yeah. still can, uh, it, it's, we, we still continue ha to have this idea that if we all just ate exactly this way, that we could live to, to be that old. Right. But, right. Th but th so then we get into these, with these fad diets where they're selling us that. Right. Yeah. Well, like right now, the big thing is the gluten free thing, which such a small percent of the population actually has to do gluten free. Most of the people on gluten free are just doing it because, oh, that must be healthy for you. It's like, no, actually, Why not be? you know, yeah. not going to hurt you at all. It's not going gluten free diets, not going to do a damn thing for you. But there's gluten free like crazy. I, you know, I work for Nabisco. We have a gluten free cracker now while I'm in the store service them. I often have people asking about gluten-free products, and I'm sitting there thinking, okay, the chances of you actually needing gluten-free are so slim, but it's it's a fad right now. And I read an article. Like, no, no. I read an article a while yeah. ago that people who think they have celiac and actually don't, if they go gluten-free, their microbiome, their butt microbacteria evolves away from digesting gluten efficiently. So then when they do eat wheat, they get the positive feedback loop of, oh, I can't, I really can't digest right. wheat because now they can't. You know, I am not, I don't have celiac disease, but I, um, when the last time I did allergy testing, I found out that I was allergic to wheat and yeast. And, uh, and I told the doctor, well, <laughs> I ain't stopping drinking beer. <laughs> so I'm just going to have to live with it. <laughs> <laughs> But what I found is when I eat a lot of breads and stuff like that, what, it makes me gassy. That that's the side effect that 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 seems okay. to have for me. So you can essentially take something afterwards to help clear that gas. It's a mild allergy. Exactly, exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah. But is it? But, but yeah. But, but what I do is I, I just um I eat the leet and stuff, and I just make other people uncomfortable. <laughs> Speaking of making people uncomfortable, Ryan. What's the new fit? What's the new fad Christmas toy this year? Oh well, I hope it's condoms. Uh, not any condoms I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, what is it? What is this? The Warpu War Warpu L latest toy? Are we is jump into creepy? that, or we're going to let um dumbass have his? Yeah, we should let oh. dumbass have his thing. You Sorry. skip dumbass, Mister Segway. <laughs> I am Mister Segway. You're pretty much over dumbass. you. I was just wondering whether we decided to uh, to skip that while I was away or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is this? People who like meaningless, profound statements are uncritically open-minded, says study, because BS is everywhere. Yeah, wow. So what are we talking about here, dumbass? This is a study, and I think that the this guys from? who... Well, we should say where this is from. This is from Bustle.com? Uh, yeah, that's the, uh, that's the, where the article is. Um, the, the, the study is out of the University of Waterloo. And, uh, the guys who, who wrote the study are apparently a little bit salty. The, uses the word bullshit more than 200 times in the scientific paper. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the scientists I like. I can get behind yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, because BS is everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But, you know, um, it, it it does draw attention to cause what what they did they um they they showed people different phrases a lot of them like just meaningless stuff and seeing how prof how 
people rate them as profound. Is this like the and, Deepak Chopra, uh, you know, generator, generator type of stuff? Yeah, yeah, that 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 Very kind of stuff, so. really. Well, the and, one they keep using is hidden meaning transforms unparalleled abstract beauty. That sounds like a Deepak Chopra quote. <laughs> it sounds very much like a Deepak Chopra quote. You know what else does? Bullshit is a response of intellectually challenged, self-appointed vigilantes for suppression of curiosity. <laughs> wow. Uh, Say that with a penis in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but but it does highlight uh, this kind of mindset that um, a, lo- a lot of us have had. Um, uh, we, we in the skeptic community try to get out of that mindset and try to actually analyze things. So when people say stuff that don't have any meaning to them, we're like, wait a minute here. What exactly are you saying? Um, but, uh, yeah, you can, you can get into that mindset where people say something and it sounds profound. It sounds beautiful and profound. And you're like, oh, this person knows what he or she is talking about. And they're they're being so spiritual and profound, but really they're not saying anything at all. Well, and you're afraid to ask, yeah, because you don't want to look stupid or unenlightened or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, um, I think the the biggest thing about this is that it's it's highlighting that that when you when you hear something, think about it. You know, think about what people are saying to you. To to just accept everything uncritically, you're just missing out on a lot. So the mind drives descriptions. Of destiny. <laughs> that was deep, Brian. Thank you. Thank you. Very deep. In fact, it's like up to the knees. Your destiny transcends unbridled creativity. Wow. <laughs> the unexplainable embraces objective photons. Objective photons. <laughs> yes, that's what it says. Yes. Okay. <laughs> this is the Deepak Chopra <laughs> random generator. The secrets of the universe construct... Um, and the ultimate ex- is attainable at ZomboCom. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Except for I think that one's true. Um, but the last piece of the article, it's funny that we do it. The first thing this reminded me of Deepak Chopra, it says, there's a reason Chopra is so successful at bullshit. He uses lots of $10, uh, $10 words, for instance. So what are $10 words? What 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 is what do they mean by that? $10 words are words that words that can be used in place of a much more common word and they're used to impress. Ah, so using words like admonish instead of scold or facetious instead of uh instead of not serious, incongruous is in in place of something that doesn't fit, predilection in place of showing favor. So it, you know, it reminds me more recently. You know the guy who does XKCD. Oh yeah, he's great. He wrote a book using um, one thousand most common words, and so he explains everything using those words. So a microwave becomes a radio co- a, a radio cooking box. Okay. okay. So and so it's just the opposite of what we're talking about. Ten dollar words. He tries to use the simplest language possible to explain things. Is that the book where he answers all the questions? Yeah, it's brilliant. Is, we have that book. That is such a great book. It just came out. It's, I think it's pretty new. Oh, maybe we have an older version. Yeah, you might have the the one he did just before that. This is this is a new book that he just put out. It's brilliant. Oh. See, the I question- like ten dollar words because it, it's like a lot of the time that you can say it in less syllables than it would take to say it otherwise. Well, and, and they, I think that's clarity. fine. And then yeah. they just sound good. 
And there's clarity. I think that words matter. And sometimes the $10 word is more precise. Right. But I think that the point here is that Deepak Chopra uses those $10 words in, in gibberish ways that make them sound like something that they're not. Yeah, for sure. Yes. All right. So now we can move on. Now Back. we can talk about Krampus. Yes. Okay. So for those um, listeners who have been around for all they know, I have a bit of a thing with toys. Yes, and- we, we know all about your sexual perversions, but let's talk about the article. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the article is Warpo's latest toy is a creepy, cuddly Krampus. For those who do not know, Krampus is a... Um, He's the anti-Santa. I always pronounce yeah, it Krampus. Krampus? Krampus? Krampus. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe Krampus. I think it's a German legend, so it'd be more likely Krampus. Krampus, yeah. Krampus? Krampus. Krampus. Krampus sounds, sounds like a pastry. Anyways, basically, Krampus follows Santa around, and while Santa rewards the good kids, Krampus takes the bad kids and puts them in his sack and takes them down to his lair. And beats them with so, a whip. Yeah. Don't forget <laughs> well, actually that he flagellates them. <laughs> and there are actually Krampus festivals around the world. This is something I really think we need to bring here to the United States because and, and don't watch the movie. I just saw the movie with my girlfriend over the weekend and it's crappy. The, the concept is really cool. So this toy company, Warpos, who uh, basically right now are known for their um, retro-style Cthulhu figures, uh, this year um, they put out a um, Krampus toy, which is both cute and disturbing at the same time. And they, if you go to their page that they have, basically they um, they have a Kickstarter going right now. Though it only by the time this airs, Kickstarter should be done. So hopefully right. they'll make it. But they were, they talked about how they went back to 1986 and looked at the toys and stuff from there, and that's their inspiration for what they came up with. And it's just the perfect kind of toy that I love because it, it, it's oh, it, it's just twisted enough. It's really cool, actually. I think it, I think it's a good yeah. looking. It toy. reminds me of my pet monster. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, yeah. Um, one of the, that, that's openly one of the inspirations for it. They so say. this is this article is from Gizmodo, and so uh, yeah, it's, that's pretty. There's cool. a little garbage pail kids in there too. Yeah, yeah. They they talk about um all, basically they, they, if you go watch their video on their um Kickstarter page, they talk about all the inspirations: Boglins, My Pet Monster, Magball, Garbage Pail Kids, all, all the the gross out toys that were coming out of that era. They were looking and saying, "Ooh, we got, you know, let's put that in there." And I also love this kind of stuff because it's slightly controversial. Although it's probably not going to get much notice, but it's the type of toys that you can see a lot of groups having problems with. And and I said I, I'd love to see Krampus work its way into our um American Christmas mythology because it's actually a pretty twisted little piece of real mythology that's out there. This is really a Christmas tradition that we aren't familiar with. Well, but. in in uh, Australia, don't they have a Krampus parade? Yeah, like I said, there are Krampus festivals and stuff all around the world. That's and, cool. You know, it just hasn't caught on here because we're a bit too goody too soon when it comes to that kind of stuff. Their Cthulhu lol is cool too. Yeah. I right, know it's it's a toy company. I'd love to be able to get, um, pick up some pieces from. They have a lot of you know great looking stuff. But so I just put that in there because well, I don't think this episode will air before Christmas. It's a Christmassy thing, and it's a cool Christmassy thing. That it is. And in the spirit of Christmas, I have found the true meaning of Christmas this year. Really? What is the true meaning of Christmas? Well, porn, porn is a big part of it. 
Porn is part of it, manipulating your family, and winning the holidays, curiously <laughs> enough. Uh, Best Buy's advertisements are actually... There, there is a commercial that's making the rounds right now from a German grocery chain called Ikeda or something like that. Ikeda, I think, is what it's called. And in this commercial, you see a, an old man sitting alone, having a lonely Christmas time dinner, getting messages from his family telling him that they can't make it this year. Sorry, Poppy, we're not coming for Christmas. Yeah. So then they get the message that he's died. They all get together at his house to mourn him, and out and he pops. What I find <laughs> interesting is they all show up at the house at the exact same time. What's it's interesting like, is they go to his house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they go to his house, and you know, somehow no one has come ahead to set things up, which is well, what no, you think they, would normally happen. Terry, it's it's actually it's actually not surprising they went to his house, and it's not surprising they arrived at the same time. They're all there to loot the place. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big ass house for one little old man too. Yeah, yeah, that is kind of disturbing. The whole yep, thing is they're a trying to disturbing. they're trying to figure out where he buried the Nazi gold. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> And then he pops right. out a lot. They've dropped everything. They've they've mourned. Like they've begun the grieving process. Okay, no, no. Actually, Max's statement makes sense. If they then loot the place, oh, he's here. We better quickly act like you know we're happy to see him. <laughs> that, that makes a whole lot more sense now. The whole video, if you think about it. Okay, I think I found the adventure code on this one. <laughs> I don't understand. They're dressed for a funeral and they go to his house. It's very strange. Like I didn't quite follow the logic. Maybe they maybe do it they, differently in Germany. Maybe they went to his funeral first, found out that he wasn't there, went to his house. I don't know. Maybe we're <laughs> overthinking it. <laughs> but yeah, maybe but it was no all his ploy to get them together for the Christmas holidays, and yep. they don't start yelling at him <laughs> in anger right away. So, yeah, it, it does make sense. They were there to loot the place. And, you know, the thing of it is, if somebody had just been thoughtful enough to get him the gift that he wanted... <laughs> 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 the, next, the next commercial this is actually a contribution from our, our good friend Howard oh thanks Howard this this one you see everybody's exchanging Christmas gifts except grandpa's looking really really depressed and so his grandson gets up he takes a card off the mantle he waggles his eyebrows suggestively at grandpa and hands him the card Grandpa reads the card. He hugs his grandson. The camera pans around behind his grandson's back, and you see that it's a gift card for Pornhub. <laughs> Premier membership. <laughs> Just the thing you want yeah. to give your grandfather so you can, he can and think that, about that. you all year long. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm thinking about my thoughtful grandson while I'm... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's that a disturbing image. <laughs> and you know, the question is: Is Grandpa into milf porn, or what is he into? <laughs> yeah, you you kind of wonder. <laughs> maybe he's gotten a subscription to Motherless or something. Is that what you're getting? Is that what you're hinting at? So, anyway, but the even more offensive this year is the Best Buy commercials. Because they're doing their whole thing of winning the holidays again. Yeah, that one, I, those two commercials were really just like, what? Because it's all about getting the perfect gift so you can rub it in everybody's face. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. 
It's I, the it's the implication. Yeah, but there are people that um think that way. You know, that's what Christmas is about. Like, I have to make no. sure people think I'm the best gift gift giver. Wouldn't Christmas like, be better with all the without all the gift giving? I mean, yes. I, the thing the thing I dislike about about it is that. It's a requirement. It isn't yes. like, oh, hey, I saw this and I thought you would really like it. It's not, it's, it's they're not real gifts. It's like, oh shit, I gotta get grandpa a gift again. Fuck. Yeah. There's that mentality. Yeah. Yep. And when it all comes down to it, zombie Jesus is the reason for the season. <laughs> I thought it was a 23 degree axial tilt, actually. Nope. So a guy in Ohio and He's taken all kinds of pressure for this, but he set up a zombie nativity scene in his yard. <laughs> really? And if you take a look at the uh, if you take a look at the picture on the article, the uh, baby Jesus zombie. Oh, that's disturbing. Oh, <laughs> wow! That. <laughs> what does that look like? That looks like something from an from um, from another. They've been selling those at the Spirits Halloween store for a few years now. Really. Yeah. That is fantastic. We have but, um a, a similar one, but ours um actually ours at one time you could um push and it giggle and shake around. <laughs> that was obviously a one piece thing that just is you know foam rubber. Why is so, Jesus all bloody? Oh, I guess from the crucifixion is that stigmata? Because he be ate so mommy. Because <laughs> he just filled up on three wise men. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> You must this kill mommy make, and daddy. This this doesn't make any sense. I mean, who Jesus brought him? Didn't get Bert? didn't get crucified and turned into a zombie until he was much older. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. Well, actually, if you read your scriptures, dumbass, which clearly you have not, he's an entirely different type of undead. I'm pretty <laughs> sure Jesus is a vampire. I thought. Wait, hold on. The <laughs> halo is the sparkly sunshine sunshine thing. I thought that was supposed to be. Um, who, who's supposed to be the vampire? Uh, uh, oh, it's one of the other 12 apostles. Um, well, now think about it, Brian. What does Jesus want you to do every Sunday? Lazarus. He want, no, Jesus yes. wants to take his blood inside yourself. Well, it's only if you're Catholic. Yeah, or Methodist for that matter. Or, Jesus wants you to take his blood inside of you. Wait, wait, wait. When has so blood ever been served at a potluck? Sorry? When has blood ever been served at a potluck? No, in this during the sacrament, when the wine gets turned into blood or the yep. water gets turned right, into blood. Right, but I didn't know the Methodists did the, that. Some of the Protestants, at least the Methodists, do the do the communion also. Hmm. Lutherans do. Yep. So there we go. So that's not just a nope. Catholic thing. Nope. Do they believe in the whole transfigure uh, transfiguration? Substantiation. Yeah, transubstantiation. I would thought you were going to say transgendering for a moment. Yeah, do they believe in transgendering? <laughs> no, they don't. Actually, turns out. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out. It's only in in the case of uh, Protestants. It's only symbolic cannibalism. Ah, okay. There we go. Uh, the, did we go? The religious folks left a pamphlet at the zombie baby Jesus's feet that says, "God frowns upon this manger scene. Jesus has supreme power over death and evil. He is not a zombie." <laughs> uh, as I said, empire. That my case is strengthening, isn't it? Yeah. I think that the poll on this would turn out the same way the Starbucks one did. <laughs> yeah, but speaking speaking about knowing your scriptures, uh, the about the Starbucks <clears throat> cup that we mentioned earlier, thing online. I think Starbucks should put Bible quotes on its holiday cups, and they put a quote on the Starbucks cup. It says, 
There she lusted after her lovers, whose genitals were like those of donkeys, <laughs> donkeys. and whose emission was like that of a horse. Ezekiel twenty three twenty. <laughs> the dirtiest book in the Bible. Yep. <laughs> Sounds like we're doing a Leviticus Mad Lib. I don't know Ezekiel twenty five seventeen, and that's only because of Pulp Fiction. But so this this guy, the guy with the zombie nativity, he. He did this last year. They told him he couldn't do it again unless he applied for a permit. So he did everything right, but they denied the permit. So now he's getting fined. He's been fined $500 now. Wait, this is his private property. Yeah. How is it it that he... It takes up more than 35% of his yard, except mathematically it doesn't. So has he called the FFRF? I don't think I don't think he has yet. He's actually trying to draw money to he's trying to collect money to pay his fines. That's awesome. But he should fight this. I, I think he's I think he's actually fighting it in a different way. I think he's fighting it through gaining publicity about what he's doing to what he's doing to comply. Right, but here's the thing is that if this was a normal major scene ma- major scene, he wouldn't have been fined. He's yeah, only being right. fined because this is a zombie major scene. It could take up one hundred percent of his yard and he would not have received the fine. Exactly, exactly. So yep. yeah, exactly. So th- this is yeah, this is hip- hypocrisy at its finest. Ten dollar word? Ten dollar word. Yes it is. Hypocrisy, by the way. The the two cent version of that word is assholes. <laughs> Quantum. By the way, interesting fact: the Hippocratic oath actually doesn't have anything to do with being a hypocrite. Ah, <laughs> uh, do we well, got anything you'll else? Learn something new every day. <laughs> yep. I think that's it, guys. This is a short show. Well, you you did you did want to keep it down to an yeah, hour? Yeah, that's great. Right. It's excellent. I tried. To it's our Christmas that. gift to you, Brian. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, thanks. it's our Christmas gift to our listeners. <laughs> and the and the fact that we had hardly anything in the show notes until like an hour before the show. <laughs> Just remember, Vampire Jesus is the reason for the season. Okay, say good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Nighty night. Well, if you've made it this far, that's an hour of your time you're never getting back. But the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. You could always roast us in a voicemail at 720-295-7785. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons Share-Alike No Derivatives 3.5 License. So, hand it to an unsuspecting friend, but please, just don't change the content. Intro music by Peter Cannell. Find more of Peter's music at soundcloud.com forward slash P-K-A-N-O-L. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Ford. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture.